Welcome to the JMAC Tries Podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome back to the weekly show dedicated to bringing you conversations of motivation and positivity with badass triathletes. I'm your host, Jason, otherwise known as J-Mac, and this is my pod. Today's guest, another fun one. She's Liz Hill. She's on Instagram as LizzyLou7 because I couldn't get one through six on here. Uh, LizzyLou7, having a great time, smiling. Just always laughing, always just posting the most ridiculously funny pics, but also kicking some serious ass. She just finished Ironman St. George 70.3 this weekend. That is her, I believe, eighth 70.3, five-time marathoner and three-time full Ironman um, finisher, as well as being a mom and just an all-around awesome person. But what I need you to do when you're done listening to this episode, you need to go to the next episode with Libby Dykes. And the reason being is when I recorded both of these probably about a month or so ago, I had no intention of dropping them back to back. But I was following both Libby and Liz this weekend at St. George and realized that their times are very close. And when I dug in deeper, I realized that they came in 43rd in 44th in the same age group, female age 45 to 49. So I figured if they're going to come in within literally a minute and five seconds of each other, then I'm going to drop their pods back to back. So here we go. Episode number 23, Liz Hill. And then after you listen to this one, go on to episode 24 with Libby Dykes. But before we hop in the show, I just want to give a quick shout out to Zane Cycles. Zane's been a big supporter of my pod and my triathlon season so far. So go follow them on Instagram at Zane Cycles or online at Zanes.com. All right, guys and girls, without further ado, Liz Hill. You made it, Liz. Oh, my goodness. I'm amazed at myself. This is, once again, this is the second thing you've taught me now today in my technological advancements. How cool. Now, there and teach you how to drive your new car. Yes. And you'll be good to go. Can you help me out with that? I'm still trying to get used to the fact that I don't have to have a key to start it. Isn't that crazy? It's nuts. I keep just taking the key and I'm going, where do I put? Oh, you don't. You just press a button. and the, the worst part is you get so used to it, you're going to forget the key at some point. Oh, great. Now I have that yeah. to worry about. <laughs> you have to look forward to go backwards, right? Remember, yes, look forward look into forward the camera. To go back. All right. <laughs> cool. So thank you so much for joining me. You bet. It's the highlight of my day. I cannot wow. lie. I know. Either my day is not that exciting or you are truly amazing. We'll just wait and see what happens. Oh, uh, I got some big <laughs> shoes to fill here. So uh, let's see how, how well I do today. Mm. 
No, thank you. Thank you for having me. It's my pleasure. I, uh, the whole gist of my show is to bring on people that are just having fun with life and not taking themselves too seriously. And I figure you check both those boxes. Yes, I, I certainly do. Life is way too short to take things too seriously. That's kind of that's my motto. Well, especially when your dad's a radiologist, and he's telling you all the terrible things that's going to happen to you when you hit 50. I know. Basically, I have three, about three good years left, and then I'm done for. So, Dad, I'm just going to go balls out now. I'm sorry. So I'm just going to sign. I'm going to jump out of an airplane. I'm going to race a car, and I'm not sure what else I'm going to do, but it's going to happen in the next three years. Yeah, leave it all out there. No regrets. Exactly. <laughs> so let's so so you are right around my age you're yep. 46 i'm only 44 um which is you know that's the other cool thing about this show it seems like everybody i talk to is right around our age and i i don't i guess it's just the demographic of our sport um it's something people either pick up later in life or on the flip side can do late into life so how how long have you been doing this Oh my goodness. I would say, I'm trying to think, I was thinking about that today. Um, I, I know he's going to hold you to anything. I, that's people freak out. They're like, Oh, I said I was, I started in, you know, 2019 20. or 2015, but it was really 2014. I'm like, it doesn't matter. No, for <laughs> me actually, well, because I have to think about it because it's been about 15 years. Wow. Um, yeah. And it's funny because I told you that I was out for a run today in one of my favorite spots and my friend who got me started on this crazy journey she used to live here in tucson and we'd always called saguaro east and it's an eight mile loop you can run it you can ride it there's mountain bike trails it's just a great a great spot but the funny thing is is when we were starting out on this journey and riding our bikes we had all gotten tri bikes <laughs> and, and we thought that was your first bike was a tri bike well no i i had a uh, just a regular giant, just a, um, hey, Fletch. Hello, Sorry, Puppy. my dog here, too. That's okay. I just had a regular, um, just a road bike, and then I progressed to a tri-bike, and my friends and I went to go ride this loop, and it's super hilly, you know, and my one friend's husband, kind of in dudely fashion, went out just super fast. And he came around this corner and he, there were these ladies walking the other direction oh. at us and they didn't bother moving out of his way. And he literally, I don't know how fast he was going, but he went right into a cactus. Um, oh. and, and I, I, it was, it was kind of horrible. He survived it. But the funny thing is, is every time I go out to this place, I say a little prayer when I pass the cactus it's is like the, the cactus still standing? It, the cactus is not still standing, but I call it the great cactus event of like 03 or 04. Um, but it's funny. So, I mean, around that time is when I started doing all this crazy stuff. And it sort of started with a marathon my friend and I were training for. And then she's like, we should do a triathlon. And I told her, you're crazy. And now here I am. <laughs> Wait, let's let's go back a second. So was your first running race a marathon? Um, it was a half marathon. <laughs> My first running race, yes, was a half marathon. And then we were in the midst of training for that. We're like, well, we're already halfway there. Why don't sure. we just sign up to do a marathon? And then I did do a couple of bicycle races, like the El Tour de Tucson here in town. You know, I got my road bike and I sort of started that way and then it just progressed into doing triathlons. So I've done 
like over the years, I've done more marathons and then, of course, added distance and tries. So I've done three Ironmans and a whole, I don't know how many, handful of halves. But, but what was the original reason to get into these? Just because a friend here said, let's go do something? Yeah. A friend of mine <laughs> said, hey, Liz, this sounds fun. And I said, hey, Julie, you're kind of nuts. Um, and then we did. And actually, my very first triathlon was down in Rocky Point, Mexico. Um, and I only had a mountain bike at the time. And it was mm -hmm. an Olympic distance, you know, ocean swim. I had no idea what I was getting myself into. <laughs> and the day of the race, it, well, even the night before it was storming and the hotel was leaking. Um, it's just, I don't know, Rocky Point. We could go on a whole like veer off topic about that place but um so i woke up no wetsuit no nothing i'm like i'm just gonna go swim in that ocean and ride my mountain bike 26 miles and then go run afterwards i mean i figured they gave they give you a beer when you cross the finish line right. so <laughs> it must be worth it <laughs> what's the worst that could happen what's the worst that can happen the worst that did happen so i made it through the swim I got on my mountain bike and it rained the entire time. So kind of in hindsight, I was happy that I had a mountain bike. Yeah. Um, but when I got into T2, you had to go up a hill and I did not have enough momentum to unclip. And so I literally <laughs> fell over in front of the announcer was there, this crowd of people. And I mean, I'm like, I still didn't know the rules of triathlon. Like nobody can really help you kind of you're on your own. So I, mm -hmm. I think I laid there clipped it into my mountain bike <laughs> like for a what turtle. felt like eternity yeah <laughs> finally got up there um you know put on my running shoes and and went um at a turtle's pace but i made it i got my beer and i was like you know what this is fun i think i shall do another one yeah, that's so I, awesome okay. yeah no i'm just saying then it just kind of went all downhill or what, or uphill or both, however you want to say it for the next 15 years after that. Well, yeah, well, I think that what I was going to say was, I think I had this conversation before with people is your very first race should be done on a used mountain bike with, you know, a basket and a, and a horn <laughs> on the front of it. And maybe a banana seat. too. Exactly. A banana seat, you know, a, running sneakers or tennis sneakers. But the point is, if, if you could finish the race, lack of equipment and still have a smile on your face and you're addicted, then you know, you're, you're going to be doing this for a long time. Right. I agree. And it was, and just, I think for me, what's kept me going and it's the, the people and just that atmosphere and you're seeing people from all walks of life, shapes, sizes, ages, different stories. And it's just like, you cannot, if you don't walk away from a race with a smile, no matter what your performance was, then there's probably, you probably don't like ice cream and puppies. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? I, it's just so motivating all the time for whatever reason. Um, and I think that's what's so cool about the sport is it doesn't, it, it, there's, because anyone can do it, if you put your mind to it, I think that that's why it's so great um, because of that reason. Yeah, I think that's the, the coolest thing about it is, you know, so people come start for all the right reasons, all the wrong reasons. They have an athletic background. They don't. But at the end of the day, to your point, we're all this, we're all doing the same amount of work. 
and it doesn't matter what you look like, you're still crossing that finish line. And it's just an all-inclusive sport, which I think is so cool. Yeah, totally. Do, do you have an athletic background before you got into this? Um, it's funny. I mean, I grew up, I think I tried every sport known to man. I did Taekwondo for a period of time. Um, I tried soccer. I played tennis in high school, but I think I was more on the tennis team for comic relief than actual skill. Um, <laughs> and I did ballet and dance. That was one thing that I did for, from the time I was kindergarten all the way through high school. Um, so basically I was like a short haired sailor swearing girl in a tutu. <laughs> I was really no different in high school than I, than I am now just a few years older. But I mean, so that's sort of the extent of my athleticism. Um, I was never super competitive. I still don't know that I am super competitive now. I mean, maybe with myself, but I really am kind of all in it for the fun. That's just where I'm at. And so you, so you moved to Arizona 20 something years ago, I think we yep. were talking before. Yeah. So you're from North Dakota. Oh yeah, I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> and a little and you had a little stint in Oregon or, or I did I well I so I grew up in North Dakota and then I went to college in Colorado mainly so I could ski and then I thought well I was there I'll get a degree to make my radiologist father proud sure um, yeah, yeah. and then after that I kind of was doing the what do I want to do after college I graduated with a degree in psychology and there's not a whole lot you can do unless you want to go on, but I didn't quite know what avenue I wanted to take. So I moved to Oregon. I have family there. Um, worked in some residential type treatment centers for kids. Um, and then sort of sorted out, what do I want to do with my life? And decided I wanted to be a school psychologist and came and came out to Arizona up in Flagstaff. They had a great program up there. So I moved there and, and here I am still in Arizona. And we were talking before, so you, you love the training aspect of it, where it's mm -hmm. all year. You've, you don't have a trainer. You're on your bike outside all year. Pretty much. I mean, I, I mean, I've got a treadmill, and I've got, like, one of those, like, a gym spin bike. You know what I mean, that they have? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I, and it, what's funny is my ex-husband got me that before I had my daughter, just kind of as an option, you know, when you have kids, you sometimes have to figure out your training takes on a different, it's sort of a different beast. You got to do, sometimes you're training at two o'clock in the morning. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. So anyway, so I just have like one of those old school, like gym spin bikes and a treadmill. That's what I have. And so let's talk training. So what are you you're training for St. George 70.3 right now? Mm-hmm. And but you have a race this weekend. Well, as of today, this will be released after your race. But what race yeah. is coming up this weekend? It's the Oro Valley Sprint Try. It's a really fun race. Um, and it's actually kind of gotten bigger over the years. I've been doing it. I think this is the third year I've been doing it. A couple of my friends are sponsors. Um, so it's just a super fun way to sort of start out the season. Although I don't know. I haven't decided if sprint tries are fun or torturous actually yes, i think the the latter <laughs> um yeah because i i think the last one i may have puked over the finish line i i don't recall there could be puking that happens on saturday i'm not sure <laughs> um 
but it's it is a fun race and you get to see a lot of local people and they have great you know raffles and prizes and stuff at the end and um so i've just kind of for the last few years just committed to doing that one to get me started and sort of in the mode to race if you will yeah, it's a good, it sounds like it's a good early season. My early season race, I have to wait till June. You get to do yours in April, which is right. very, very, very awesome for you. So what, so you have a couple 70.3s this year? Yep, I am going to try to tackle St. George. I shouldn't say try, I am going to tackle it. It's when one of those that has been in the back of my mind, of course, since I started this sport long ago, um, just I guess because of the reputation of it, that it's not the easiest. It's hilly, right? Is it hilly? It's very hilly. Both the bike and the run um, are are hilly. So I've just kind of said I've been wanting to do that one for a while. So I just said, why not do it? Once again, I'm not getting any younger. You may as well do it now. Um, So I'm pretty excited about that one. And plus it's in St. George and... I'll kind of take a couple of days afterwards to go maybe hang out in Zion and go hiking and have some fun. Um, if if your legs other, are up to it. If my legs are up to it. Otherwise, I'll just have somebody put me in their backpack and carry me. <laughs> While I mean, drinking beers. Ask, is it? <laughs> Not at all. You did all the work. Right? Um, so that's sort of the plan for that one. And then I'm doing Santa Rosa in July, which I'm super excited about because it looks like there's going to be a lot of of people there a lot of my instagram friends who i've met and who i have yet to meet so i'm pretty excited about that yeah that's the funny thing about our sport that's the best part about our sport is all these people we meet via social and uh, so my challenge to you is try and figure out what their real name is once you meet them once i meet them right because <laughs> you only know them by their instagram handle nobody has any real names no and, and it's it's super funny because, well, I, the funny thing to me now is doing this for as long as I have since I started Instagram, all the races that I've done in the last year, I've actually known people. I mean, prior to that, it was usually me showing up by myself, doing my thing, Sherpaing myself, you know, doing all of that. And now I feel like I could go to any race for the most part and I would at least, quote, in air quotes, know someone. Um, but of course I wouldn't know their real name. No. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. And that's, so I think you and I started this sport around the same time. Um, yeah. my daughter's 11. So I started 12 years ago and, you know, it was just a local for me, it was training with local tri teams and then didn't know anybody on just the people within a 20 mile radius of my house. But now it's like, I know people all over the United States and all over the world. And it's just right. so freaking cool. Um, but again, have no idea what any of their real names are. <laughs> right. It's kind of funny. In fact, when I reach out to people, you know, to ask them to be a guest on my show, I'm like, so here's my real name. I need to know what your <laughs> real name is. Cause otherwise my contacts are all these kind of really funky Instagram handles. Oh, that's, that's sort of funny because in my personal life, in my dating life over the years, my friends have always made fun of me because I will usually, it, it goes in a progression. This is way off topic, but that's it's, fine. Like, it's like, it goes from just the phone number to a nickname. And then if they make the cut, then I might put their real name in there. So when I get got a new phone, I, I don't remember. Now I have the, not the newest iPhone, whatever, but I went through and I'm like, I should probably delete all of these random like you know 
do the dentist. And, um, <laughs> he didn't. He didn't make the know, cut, so he's gone. <laughs> he didn't make the cut, so he's gone. But it's it's funny. Nicknames, handles, all of those things. We are kind of a society of that. It's hilarious. Yeah, and then the opposite. So then, when I put the real person's name in my phone, I have no idea who they are. Right. Um, so it's I have their real name and then their Instagram handle or their one of their pictures from Instagram as well. I'm like, oh, that's right. who that is. <laughs> there you go. That's funny. So, so talk to me about training. So last year you did your third Ironman. Yep. It was Wisconsin, and uh, I was kind of you know speaking of Instagram, I was kind of just tooling. Still not on your site. And you're, you're Liz, Lizzie Lou seven. Yes. Cause there's, there's six other Lizzie Lou's out there. There, I don't know why, for some reason, I don't know why the seven came up. Got it. Okay. Who knows? That's fine. Um, anyway, so you, I think you, you, you know, you finished Wisconsin last year. It's huge ass smile on your face. And you said it was, your best Ironman ever, or just the most fun you had, or just, it was just, it seemed like it was the most special one you've done. So what made that one better than the other two? Um, that the first time my family was ever there to witness it. Um, so my dad and my stepmom came, they live in Minnesota. Um, my brother who still lives in North Dakota, he was able to come and my daughter, so it was just one of those. I mean, they were such troopers. They were out there the entire day. I think I saw them. And for me, I mean, and I am not a fast Ironman finisher. So when I say the entire day, I mean the entire day. Um, and it was just it was just so cool for them to be a part of it. And they would scream at me. And I think, I mean, I think I saw them seven different times, just the way that the course is set up and the different loops that you do. Um and I still will remember, I, do you never have like songs that bring up memories and you can, mm -hmm. it can be like an old factory, like all your senses kind of come to the, I mean, journey, don't stop believing will be always be that one for me because I do remember coming through town and I was heading out on my second 13 miles. So my last 13 miles of the marathon and that song started to play and I saw my daughter and my brother Oh, and my, my niece was there too. Um, and my, my dad and my stepmom, all with their hands out ready to high five me, screaming my name. And it's just like one of those, I said, just kind of gives me chills, smiles. I hugged every one of them. And I'm like, I can do this. I'm going to finish another Ironman today. Um, and it kind of like carried me through the whole race that day. So it was super cool and special. And I don't know if one will, if I do another one ever, if that will top it. That's awesome. And how old is your daughter? She's 11. Yeah, so my daughter's age. And so does she think what you're doing is cool or? Not? She does. Okay. <laughs> she does. And, and, I, and it's funny because, you know, I mean, training takes time. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm lucky enough that her dad is super involved and has been very supportive of what I do. So even, you know, when I would have those long days and it may not have been my, you know, it may, may have not have been my day or whatever. He would take her for those hours so I could get a long ride in. Um, you know, it takes kind of a support system to get you to get you through it. And so every once in a while, she'll be like, do you have to go do that? But then at the end of the day, like she carries my Ironman Wisconsin backpack to school every day and tells her friends that her mom's an Ironman. And, um, you know, so I, I think she thinks it's, 
it's cool despite the time and effort that she sees that it takes. But then on the flip side, it's also, I can show her that you set a goal and you have to work hard for things if you want it, if you want to succeed and it takes time and it takes effort. Um, so there's a lot of learning that happens. I think when she sees me in a training, um, you know, in, a, in that process. That, that's awesome. And I think, you know, I think as you're telling me this story and my daughter, same age and, and same thing, you know, we went, I did main Ironman 70.3 main last year and she bought an Ironman hat and she had cool aviators on and she was just having it. She bought a cowbell and she was totally into it. And she wears it like a badge of honor yeah. um, when she goes to school. And I think as you're telling me that story, Liz, I'm thinking about, it, I think it's as we're getting older and we're able to integrate this into our lives and it's, it's a selfish sport and we right. all be the first to admit it. But if we could suck in the family around us who think it's pretty cool when we're out there, it just makes it that much more enjoyable and, and kind of that's the, the reward at the end. It's, I mean, it, it totally is. And it's kind of my, my niece who she's 20, how is she 21 or 22? Like after she saw that, she's like that I'm, I'm going to go home. She started running. She was like, I'm ready. I'm ready to start training, you know? And I mean, it was just sort of cool to kind of, there's like that contagion effect, I think. Um, And it's hard. It's like, it's hard to deny it, whether you're participating in the race, whether you're spectating, volunteering, um, all of it is just good, I think. And I think that's why I keep doing it. I mean, sorry, dad, I'm just going to keep doing it. <laughs> you're, yeah. 75. You're winning that age group. Yep. Right. I'm, it's going to happen. The problem is, is cause we're all in the same boat. All us 40 year olds are going to keep doing this for the next God willing 40 years. The, the 80 year old age group is going to be just as competitive as the 20 year old oh. age group. Well, I'm telling you, when I did Boulder back in 2011, I remember coming up, I was probably about mile 30 or 40 on the bike. And I finally passed this woman who had her age on the back of her calf of 73. Oh, my gosh. So that means that she was ahead of me for all of that long because that that swim was sort of kind of a rolling start. You know what I mean? But, you know, I was like, that's amazing to me amazing yeah that's the inspiring part and then on the flip side i also enjoy passing the the kids half half our age on the yes. run that's my favorite it's <laughs> when you go this is when being a little bit older and a little bit smarter about doing things comes into play yes i didn't go out last night and have four yeah. shots of tequila nor did i eat twinkies at the start of the race right yep it all kind of evens out it does. It does. So you are doing a bunch of 70.3s this year, and then you were mentioning offline there there might be an ultra run in your future. Yes. I Well, I mean, I'm pretty sure that just a regular ultra is going to happen, and now this is going to – it's coming full circle again. My friend Julie. She's oh, that Julie. She's the one who gets me into trouble. That Julie gets <laughs> me into trouble. We were talking. We're like, well, maybe we should just do a 50-miler. I don't know. Um so you're going to do That's, a 50K and then decide to do a 50 miler? Yeah. We're tossing around the idea. We're like, well, we're out there. What's another, what's another 18 miles? This is how we think, which is why we have a problem. Yeah. But um, I don't know. So we'll see. Hopefully an ultra for sure. And if we, if we are feeling brave, 
maybe an actual 50 miler. I mean, that's definitely on my list. I think anything past 50 miles for me, I don't believe that's in the cards. Just physically, mentally, or have no desire? I think physically. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think that that running, I mean, I've done now, not counting the Ironman marathons. I think I've done five or six marathons. And I feel as though I feel more wrecked after just marathon training in a marathon than I do training for an Ironman and doing an Ironman. I don't know what it is. Yeah. I mean, I've never done an Ironman, but I've done multiple marathons. And I I think it's a single sport side of it that's just – it's physically painful. It's mentally monotonous. Yeah. Uh, I'm actually a better runner after swimming and biking. And people laugh at me all the time. I'll do road, local road races. And they're like, I thought you were a good runner. I'm like, no, I can only run at the end of a triathlon. I can't run from a shotgun start. So. Isn't that funny? Yeah. I just, get, I, I, we, I, I just get used to it. Yeah. Um, but it's just. It's it's what our bodies adapt to, and uh, yeah, but an ultra. So I just had Jill Kuhn oh. on my show, right? I mean, that woman. She's <laughs> yeah. one of them that kind of inspires me. I'm like, what would Jill do if she can do it? Maybe I can do it. Which well, she's doing. Cool. She's doing a hundred miler this year. I know, and that's amazing. Yeah. She's amazing yeah. to me. She just keeps. She's like the Energizer Bunny. She just keeps on going. It's crazy, and it's funny because. We, we're taught she has four four boys and as amazing as she is when they had to do the, her mother's day presentation they said my mom sits around all day and watches tv oh my gosh and she's like really really oh that's hilarious but that's just that's that's the coolest thing about our sport right i mean right. here's a woman with ra and four boys an amazing husband and still finds time to train and integrate it into her life Right. And uh, I think that's the coolest thing about our sport. Right. And it's just, you know, and I think there are different things. That, well, once again, the stories behind the, the why, you know, mm -hmm. behind all of these triathletes or whatever endeavor that you take, whether it's a trip around the world or climbing Mount Everest. Um, I think the why is cool and it's different for everyone. And I feel like my why over the years has culminated from, I mean, I can think of a couple, like three pretty significant events, like in the last, I mean, 11 years, like the birth of my child, my divorce, and then the death of my cousin, who was like a sister to me. And they all have pushed me to like challenge myself in different ways, whether it's physically, whether it's mentally, to, to grow and evolve. Um, and I think that's, that's what's cool is you can take all of that that's going on personally with you and kind of put it into something that helps you grow too. And I know that sounds kind of hokey, but I'm like my first Ironman I did when I was turned 40, my friend Julie and I are like, well, we're 40. Julie. Freaking Julie. Damn Julie. You need to meet Julie. She's amazing. <laughs> we look like, we look like sisters too. So that's, what's funny. Um, Wait, let's at least give Julie a shout out on, on our show. What's her last name? Her last name is Anderson. Okay. And she's not she's not on um, Instagram all that much, but uh, she is a she is a badass. I'm not kidding. She took fourth place in our age group in Wisconsin. Oh, okay, that's pretty badass. Yeah, it's it's badass. Um, so Julie and I decided when we were 40, let's do an Ironman. I was like, I could either do an Ironman or 
get a sports car and date 20 year old men. So I did two out of the three of those. I'll let you decide which two happened. Well, you know, and I did an Iron Man. So I guess the other one will have to decide, but so it, it kind of started, you know, we were 40 and then we just, we keep saying that's the last one. We're not going to do another one. And then we sign up to do another one. So we'll see. Maybe when we turn 50, we'll do another one. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, you, you nailed it. That's, and that's why I started this podcast because everybody has a why I love that. I'm still on that line. Everybody has a why. Yeah. And, but the why is different, right? It's some people need to lose X amount of weight and some people are dealing with an accident or a tragedy and others. It's just like, look, you know, some normal stuff happened like everybody right. else, but I needed, I needed an outlet. So um, I would say, yeah, it's either this or go down to the bar every night and, and drink. So, all right. I feel like I did. So there's a lot of therapy that happened in my saddle, in my bike yep. seat, you know, and I, I do not feel ever one ounce of guilt of the amount of money that I've spent on races or gear, because I figure, like you said, I could be spending that on, on going to the bar or doing things that aren't, I guess, quite as healthy. Although some people might look at doing Ironman as more of an obsession and compulsion, which it can be for some, but I don't know. I feel like it's a healthy outlet for me anyway. It helps yeah, me from are... punching people in the throat. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. All right, listen, so we are, um, as we're wrapping this up, yes. one of the things I've been doing with the end of my, with my pods is asking, asking one question. It's the same question to everybody. So here we go. Okay. okay. Knowing what you know now through all your training and your, and your 46 years on this planet, if you could go back to your very first day of training or your first race in Mexico and, and give yourself then one piece of advice, what would it be? And why are you laughing at this? I would say practice unclipping. <laughs> you know what? Out of my, so this is right at, be around episode 20. Out of my 20 episodes, that's probably the best, most practical piece of advice I've gotten. Because everybody's like very philosophical and they're very sincere. That's perfect. Yeah. Practice makes perfect. <laughs> that is awesome. Oh. All right, Liz. Well, I wanted to get that back on and I'm going to tack it on to the end of our conversation. But we were, um, we were actually just wrapping it up because we were on time. And I wanted perfect. to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on my show. You bet. That was fun. And uh, you are Liz Hill, and you're on Instagram. You are Lizzie Lou Seven, so it's yes. L I Z Z I E L U, the number seven. Yeah, make sure it's the seven because if you follow Lizzie Lou too, I'm not sure what you're going to get. God, you, you you have no yeah, you have no idea what you're going to get with that one. Yeah, so. and I've heard three. She's a doozy, so I just stick with seven. <laughs> At least you know you're getting with seven, right? <laughs> All right, Liz. Well, listen, good luck with your race this weekend. Good luck with your entire season. And I can't wait to see what you and Julie do at the end of the year. All right. Thank you. You too. Enjoy. Take care. Okay. Bye. Bye. All right. There you go. My conversation with Liz Hill. She's Lizzie Lou 7 on Instagram. And uh, we don't know about one through six. So we'll just stick with Lizzie Lou 7. And I appreciate you guys listening to this one. And now I need you to fast forward past the exit song 
go to the intro song on the next pod to listen to Libby Dykes and hear how these two women came in 43rd and 44th in their age group this past weekend at Ironman St. George 70.3. All right, guys and girls, I'm Jay Mack. This is my show. Talk to you soon.